Sometimes in business, the biggest obstacle can be your own mindset. In today's episode, we're gonna show you how to dream it, believe it, and achieve it. Presented by Advertise Mint. The Duke of Digital will guide you through the rapidly changing landscape of digital marketing, social media, and how to grow your business online. To submit a question for the show, text 323-821-2044 or visit dukeofdigital.com. If you need an expert to fix your ads, the friendly team at Advertise Mint is ready to help. Visit AdvertiseMint, that's M-I-N-T, dot com, or call 844-236-4686 to grow your business. Here's your host, Brian Miet. I'm really excited today because on the podcast, we have a special guest, Vicki Fitch. You are an author, you are a speaker, you're a business consultant. It is great to be able to have you here. Thank you so much for the invitation. Honestly, I'm so excited to be here as well. And um, you are, I have listened to your podcast episodes, <gasps> loving them. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of them. So we're trying to, to get more out there, which it's, it's exciting. And I, it's been fascinating, the, the process so far. Um, I've really enjoyed it, but thank you for, for listening to them. You are welcome. Um, well, I wanted to, let me, let me finish with kind of introductions. You have over 20 years of experience in direct sales. I do. You have, I mean, I was impressed by this. You started your first business at the age of 12? I did, I did. Wait, I now did. is this like a lemonade stand or were you, what, what's the story behind it, this? It's a great story, right? Because I was, you know, I'm, I always pretend online I'm only 22. My followers know my son's <laughs> 23 now, so I kind of have to up that game yeah. a little. But um, when you were 12 back then, back in the day, we did not get an iPhone 6 when no. we turned six, right? We no. needed that curly corded thing that was next to the phone. And I wanted a phone line in my room. You know, I was almost a teenager and it was ready. You know, I was ready to kind of assert my independence. And my dad said to me, I'm not paying for you to get a phone line. You know, you're going to have to earn money. And I had an older brother and sister that had already pretty much tapped the babysitting market in the, yeah. in the area. And my dad's friend happened to be there and uh, he owned an insurance agency. And he said, I'll pay you if you can get people to book appointments with me. Now, I wasn't sure, like later on I realized, I'm not sure if he was just trying to get rid of me or not. But I took that phone book, which back then, you know, I don't know how old you are, Brian, but yeah. I'm older than 23. Oh. And the, <laughs> the phone book was, you know, a good Huge, five, yeah. 10 pounds. Yeah. I brought it in my parents' room and I made phone calls. And when I came out about 45 minutes later, I think it was 23 people that had said yes. Yeah. And he was like, like, you know, and I think that was, I call myself like the original telemarketer before nice. telemarketers were so not cool. And um, that's when I realized, you know, here I was at 12, it was that, that I didn't have any fear of the phone. And that's, yep. uh, you know, most people really do. And I just said, hi, this is Vicki with, you know, you know, I was Farmers Insurance at the time. And um, I was just calling to see if we can offer you a free estimate. And people went, okay. I was like, all right, <laughs> I'll have Mr. Bruner call you tomorrow. You know, and I just made some notes in the phone book. You know, I wish I had that phone book with my little scribble notes. But that just started my entrepreneurial career oh, of story. recognizing yeah. there are opportunities. And, you know, and then I, it grew from there. I did other things. And it is really fascinating in business how a lot of times opportunities can come in so many shapes and sizes. And it's really a matter of 
you realizing that they're there and being like, I'm going to go after that. And you never know where that can lead. Yeah. And you just being bold enough yeah. or open enough to say, okay, you know, let me try it. What's the yeah. worst that can happen? Right. I, I love that behind it was the phone. It was because all that, about the phone. You know, before <laughs> cell phones, that was how you talk to your friends. It was how you knew what was going on. You didn't want to be left out. And you had to do it in the middle of the living room with yeah. the entire family <laughs> listening in. It's like, yeah, okay. You know, it was, yeah. Yeah, that's why I wanted it in my room. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to grow up. Yeah, I no, was 12. You I know? love that you look to your dad and you're like, challenge accepted. Here we go. <laughs> right? This exactly. is it. Oh, I, I need to pay for my own phone? Yeah. Done. We're going to make that happen really quick. All right. So you purchased your first home at 19. You had your first company by the age of 20. Um, what impressed me was that you wrote 12 books in 12 months, <laughs> I which I mean, I've, I've written, I have a book that's on Amazon about Facebook advertising uh -huh. and I've written it three times. We write it every year okay. and it feels like it takes 12 months <laughs> to update it because it's changing so much. And I, I see 12 books in 12 months and my mind just kind of explodes because I know how much goes into writing a book and getting it right and working with editors and proofreaders and designers and it's, mi it's mind boggling. It right? is. There's a lot that goes into it. So 12 and 12 months is impressive. You have, um, you know, one of your books is called direct selling 101. Mm -hmm. Um, that's part of your 12 books in 12 mm -hmm. months. That program. was book number one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything else that I've missed? Cause it feels like I could go on for no. probably the whole, <laughs> the whole time. There's a lot I think going on, but actually as a funny thing, yesterday I launched book 13. It was a bonus book in the okay. 12 books, 12 months, because I launched the 12 books, 12 months on 12, 12 at 12, 12. So that was the whole marketing thing. Right. And so I thought, how can you start it on a 12, 12 at 12, 12 and this 12, 12 at 12, 12, not have something. So I created a bonus book. And in there, I also wrote a children's book that I haven't released yet, but I did. Oh, I sketched it out on the way to a trip to Northern California, you know, just making, I'm not an artist by any means, but yeah. I sketched it out and wrote it. So there's actually 14 that were done and it's been really, it's crazy and exciting. And um, my publisher couldn't keep up. So I actually started my own publishing company at the same wow. time. <laughs> So as if there's not enough. I, enough I know, right? I'm gonna take a wild guess <laughs> that you never your superpower is you don't need sleep and you can just keep going twenty four hours a day. You know, I do need sleep, but I don't sleep that often. I have so much energy and you know, people are always saying, What do you drink? It's like well, pretty much water. It's water. <laughs> I do have I do drink a couple one or two cups of coffee in the morning. And I do like Diet Pepsi. That's, I mean, you know, I probably, you can bleep that out if you don't want to advertise no, yeah. for them, but yeah. I do enjoy that. But I really, it's just a kind of an internal, when you're excited about what you're doing, it's oh, yeah. super, super cool. So. All right. So before I move on, yes. I want to make sure that people who are listening have the ability to find you. Do you have a website or, you know, what is the best ways for them to stay in touch or follow you. Absolutely. I do have a website. It's vickifitch.com. It's V-I-C-K-I-F is in Frank, I-T-C-H.com. And I'm at Vicky Fitch on most platforms. There's a couple I'm at Vicky underscore Fitch, which I call the curse of the underscore in one of the books. So we talk mm -hmm. about that is that, you know, when nobody knew when we were starting social media platforms, mm -hmm. that when a platform starts, get in there, yeah. get your name, and then try and make sure it goes across all platforms. Um, so I do have the curse of the underscore in a couple of them. Uh, nice. That is really funny. I've, you know, been, I've got a unique name that there aren't a lot of other people with the same name as me. And so you know, through all the internet, you know, everything I'm like, yep, there's my name, there's my name, you know, it's, it's good. 
I went to sign up on TikTok. Uh-huh. And it was like your name is taken. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I go and look, and it's it's a younger guy. And I was like, this guy beat me. I was like, oh, that's it. I'm stepping up my game now. So that's right. New platform. It really Work is movement. the I'm curse, in. the curse of the underscore, the dot, or the <laughs> zero one, or you know, like something exactly. with one. You're like, oh man, that guy was number two. Yep. That, that's funny. Exactly. Um, okay, well, I wanted on this show. Um, to discuss a topic which you write about or talk about, which is the process of we all want to make it to Success Island. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I love islands and I lived in Fiji for a year and any place that's warm and sunny with beaches and coconuts, I'm in. And you're like, let's talk about Success Island. And I was like, that's it. I, I want to be on that island. Um, where did this concept come from? And I want to talk a, a little bit ab about that, you know, but that as well as you talk a lot about perseverance, overcoming fear, having confidence. Mm -hmm. you know, where did this come from in this concept of Success Island and making the way to um, making it way there, I guess? You know, it's funny when I started the 12 books, 12 months project, it wasn't because people always ask me. What, what's wrong with you? Like, why? Who would do that? Most people don't <laughs> write a book in a lifetime, let alone a book in a month. And it started out because I was in the direct sales industry for 20 years. I was top 10 worldwide in sales and recruiting. And so my team was really large, but people were always asking me the same questions over and over and yep. over, right? Of course, because they're new and they need to figure it out. So I had written a, a, a book, you know, we'll call it a book, but it, it was more of, um, I wouldn't call it a manual either. I mean, it was a book, but it wasn't designed for the outside world. And I recognized as I started doing live streaming and, and coaching people, that they were there. First of all, they were afraid. Everybody's afraid. The fear I had watched people for 20 years where I would walk them through this fear and ask them questions to make the, you know, reframe things. And they're like, oh, yeah, why? Yeah, why am why do I feel that way? Why am mm -hmm. I afraid to sell to my families and friends? Why do I feel like I have to discount everything? You know, and it's all internal fear. So I had taken the, you know, it was like, I don't know, 50 pages at the time. As you know, these books are 225 pages. Yep. or about 80,000 words a piece. <laughs> and uh, my husband says, I don't think I have 80,000 words in my brain. <laughs> so, you know, it just comes out. And so when I was writing, you know, or kind of rewriting, because I actually started with the manuscript and it actually tanked, my computer tanked, and I had to start all over. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was, it it's really not stunk. a good day for a writer. It, it yeah. was, as a matter of fact, the story is in here in Direct Selling 101, and I call, it, it's under customer service, and there's a chapter in there, a section called Hotel Hell, and I don't, I never narc them off of who they are, but it was the worst experience ever, and I had to redo the entire book, so... But it was okay. What's funny like, is you also have a chapter called the F word. Yes. We're going to talk about in a minute. So I would have gone with that one first to be like, hey, that might have been the, the chapter. Uh, yeah, okay. So keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so anyway, so when I was redoing this, I just started recognizing a theme, especially I was went on to book two, which is called A Victable in Your Head, because, you know, I... I was talking on these live streams and people were asking these questions and I, and I was thinking to myself, yeah, I, I need to get that in a book format so you guys can get it. People say, where can I get your content? Where can I do this? And then somebody would come on and say, they talk about, you know, how I'm just not good enough and I'm just not smart enough. And I was like, girl, you have a bully in your head. We need a victim. And I go, I'm going to write a book called that, you know? And then all of a sudden mm -hmm. somebody says to me, they're like, where, where can I get your books? And I was like, I was saying I'm going to write them. I didn't say I actually had slated it out. You know, I was busy with the family and running, you know, running businesses and taking care of clients and traveling. And so I was like, oh, I guess I better do that. And then I, so then I decided to, you know, put it on my calendar and I was like, 
I don't start, like if I don't do something crazy, nobody's gonna want these in 12 years. Like I do a book a year, I got all these titles. So I said, what if I just take a year off and I just do this? And I talked to my husband and he's like, crazy, honey, but if anybody can do it, it's you, right? Yeah, so yeah. I was like, 12 books, 12 months. And I just, I ran with it. And on the first time I announced it on live streaming, a friend of mine said, oh my gosh, I have a publisher, you've got to talk to them. And so I talked to the publisher and we connected and and they wanted the book and we started, but they just couldn't keep up with it, you know, which I mean, yeah. now I totally understand why they yeah, no. keep up. I can hardly keep up. <laughs> but anyway, that's why it started. And um, Success Island came as I was writing, I was think I was in book three, honestly. And then I had to go back and, because I had this idea mm -hmm. and I was like, yes. And, you know, I always call it the pinnacle of peace. So on top of, you know, on Success Island, you've got Rock That Dream Ridge, because my tagline is Rock That Dream. you got Rock That Dream Ridge, and on top of there is the pinnacle of peace, which has the 360-degree view of the Chipelago, which is my island chain, right? Yes. And so we have all these islands, and we've got oceans, and the ocean of overwhelm, and the depths of discouragement. But we also have, you know, the sea of tranquility. And, and so there's cool stuff, and there's Hope Island. Anyway, I don't want to too sidetrack on oh, it. We're, we're going to get to that because <laughs> I've, I've got notes that oh. I want to I want to ask you a lot about this. One more thing I wanted sure. to touch on is you have what's called the M3 philosophy. Yes, yes. Which is money, mindset, and motivation. Yes. Where did this come from and how does this apply to businesses or, or individuals that are running their own businesses? Well, I my tagline is that I would teach people, you know, uh, we're, we do from sales to social media and everything in between. Okay. But I didn't feel like it was really telling them about the, the mindset part. And so I'm, I like alliteration and I like things. And I said, you know, it's really what we teach or what, I, what my philosophies are is really about money and understanding money, how to take care of it. Like one of the books is called You're Broke, Not Broken. You know, it's letting people know that, that your external circumstances have nothing to do with your internal value. And so I was like, it's about money, not uh, money, 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 you know, not just sales and sell. It's, it's about money as a, as a, a tool, right? Yeah. Mindset is the way we think about all those things and, and how we can keep a positive mindset to, to deliver value, not only to our family and friends, but to the world. When we start to see things differently, we can be really a catalyst for those things. And motivation that a lot of people, they're so fearful, they get stuck that if we can change the mindset, we still have to motivate them past that the, the place that they've been kind of entrenched in what I call the weeds of wallowing, you know, or, or they, they get stuck. And, yeah. and um, yeah. you know, when sometimes some people just get stuck in the sea of status quo and they just kind of they're just barely moving through and they're never they're never feeling the joy. Like people always says, you're just so you're so happy. You're so and it's like, well, I, I have bad days. Trust me. But. In general, I am really happy, and it's it's those things that the M three philosophy. Now, I want to take a step. When you talk about twelve books in twelve months, mm -hmm. that I mean, you refer to that you know in your writings as a, a BHAG, yeah. which is a big, hairy, audacious goal. Exactly. Um, you know, when you take on something like that, sometimes it can be terrifying because you know you're like, man, I'm up against insurmountable odds. I don't know if I can do it. Um, there's also times that sometimes, you know, big, hot, uh, hairy, audacious goals are tough to achieve. There are elements that are out of your control that can prevent them from happening. You know, what are your thoughts in terms of goal setting? I mean, it, it obviously worked for you, but other people out there that are wanting to go, should they, you know, shoot for the stars or should they, um, go for something middle level to be like that? I want to make sure I can achieve and get done. Or do they break it down in between? Like, what are your thoughts? 
on kind of that process. Well, Direct Selling 201, which is the third book, I call it Shoot for the Cruise Ship, right? That if we're constantly shooting for the little rowboats that are next to us, that's all we're ever going to hit. If mm -hmm. we shoot for the cruise ship, we'll probably hit some of the rowboats because we, if it doesn't get that mm -hmm. far, but that doesn't matter. And in, I even talk about it in that book. So what if I set this 12 books, 12 months goal, and I only finish one? I still finished still one, finished one, right? Book, yeah, I still finished one. If I didn't even finish one, I still tried. I, you know, and we yep. have to give ourselves credit for the effort and not give up. Now I had some crazy stuff happen this year. Like one, I fell on my stairs. It was not a big deal. I just fell, came down, but I, I hit both of these, the, the front parts of my arms. I damaged the ligaments and tendons and I couldn't type for seven weeks. Seriously. And when you, and I do not do audio because when I would try the audio, yeah. I'd hear myself talking and I'd lose track of yep. where I was going and I couldn't do it. So I was, it was horrible. So that, that seven weeks out of 12 months, and that's, that's a book and a half behind. Yeah. So I didn't give up. I felt like giving up sometimes, I tell you, because then I had to double up on other things. I did things in those times that I couldn't do for mm -hmm. the writing. And one of the books came out because I always introduce the author's edition first because the layouts and stuff aren't completely done from the design team, but my part is done and I call it author's edition and people love it. They bought them and they could see my notes to the team and they had yeah. all that. And as soon as the physical book came out, then we would send them that. And, but it was, I struggled. So I say shoot for the cruise ship and, and don't let any of the naysayers, the bullies in your head, the, you know, regret or fear. I call the big three of fear, doubt, and shame. You know, those okay. three are the ones that try and stop us from actually setting goals because you're right. If you know you can achieve it, it isn't a BHAG. You have to, there has to be an element of, holy crap, can I actually do this? Yeah, you can know, I pull it off. Because it's not a BHAG. And if you're not reaching and stretching, then, then you're you're never gonna find out your abilities and your capabilities. Yeah. Can you actually? I mean, most people did not think I was gonna do this, and they certainly didn't think I was gonna do two extra. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I had my doubts certain times too. Uh, well, what I love about that story is, I mean, there's a lot of memes out there where they're like, "This is what people think success looks like," where it's like a straight line uh -huh. right up to like a man, and then up to a big mansion in a uh -huh. car, and it's like. This is what success actually looks like, where it's like a, a wiggly line all over and off the page and back up. Uh -huh. And, you know, it's, it's always makes me you know smile when I see that because I'm like, it is. There's so many unknowns it is. Uh, along the journey, but it really is. I think when you have that that goal in mind, mm -hmm. it, it's it, it keeps you on point of this is the way I'm going and I may take a couple steps to the left. I may take a couple steps to the right. It's OK. Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to wait, and when things the road clears, I'll get back on and, and keep heading in the direction I want to go. And we call it, I call it course correction, right? Okay. It's not failure. I've, and I that's where, you know, uh, where you're asking about the F, you know, the F words, yeah. right? I'm a Christian woman, and so there is no swearing in my family and certainly no F word, the four-letter mm -hmm. F words, right? <laughs> but fear and fail are yeah. also four-letter F words yeah. that we don't use in our family because fear is a bully, and he, I, he actually is a whole main character in Evict the Bully in Your Head. Um, but fail is, it's kind of a facade, right? Cause do we, do things go, not go as planned? Oh yeah. They, they, you know, like I said, I didn't plan on falling on my arms. My son was in the hospital, you know, it, there's, you don't plan those things, but it's not failure. They really are stepping stones to whatever the next piece is. And if you have to course correct, I mean, if I was unable to finish the project for some, you know, reason, not giving up, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Just you know, get over it. <laughs> no, we can take a step back because I would say of the, the people that I know in my life that maybe don't do business, mm -hmm. 
when they talk about wanting to do it or they're like, man, like, cause they'll look at me and be like, yeah, you started businesses and you've written books. Like you just have special abilities. But like the people that knew me back in high school were like, this guy was a guy playing around. He was always causing trouble, right? Like I was always up to something that I probably shouldn't have been up to. <laughs> and so they're like, but how did you do that? How do you make the team? But generally the one thing that I think comes back that I see as a common element is fear mm -hmm. they're like, but what if I failed? Or what if I said I was going to write 12 books and I only wrote one? And I would say mm -hmm. the same thing you did, which is mm -hmm. you now have one book and that's it. And that will <laughs> be online and available for people to buy and generate revenue for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you can now, when you write the second book, it can be a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if you hit specific timelines, you still keep moving forward. But mm -hmm. failure seems... You know, the fear of failure, actually both of those together is something that I see so many people struggle with mm -hmm. because they're scared of maybe what other people may think of them. They're mm -hmm. scared of, you know, what I would say is what's the worst that can happen, right? Uh, that's what I say. A business doesn't work and you close it down. Like, you know, that, it's, it's embarrassing, right? It's, yeah, it's the it's fear, doubt, and shame. Get rid of shame. Shame does not serve you a purpose. It doesn't serve a purpose. It really doesn't. Shame is a bully. It's a bully, and you need and see. You, I know you haven't got a chance to read the books yet, but you need to replace them with the Headspace heroes, right? And so, in the kids stuff that I do, which yeah. I love, this the URNF campaign. I actually have costumes. I have, I am a superhero. I oh, just yeah. want to tell you guys, you know, I'm Hope. She's one of the superheroes. What? The we could have been heroes. wearing costumes we right could, now. Right? Oh, I know. Next I, time. Hold on. We'll be right back. And <laughs> where's your yeah. cake? Well, but that's the thing: fear, doubt, and shame stop people. And so, when you look at it and say, "How does shame help you?" I mean, if you can you think of even one way shame helps you? Recognizing what happened and saying, ooh, I do not want to do that again. That's that's just, uh, you know, acknowledging yeah. it. But, yeah. but, but feeling true shame, that doesn't serve a purpose. So I say, yeah. And if people said, oh, you didn't finish the books or you did this. It's like, yeah, I did. But guess what? I, guess what else? You know, I finished a book or I met a great person. I Through this process, this good thing happened. Yeah. So you can't, you know, cloud my vision and my self-respect. You know, you can't, my self-esteem is not damaged because I didn't achieve a goal that I set for myself. Yeah. It's like, and, but when that's when we can start helping people, like one of the um, things in the book, right, is that I say the first thing you need to do when that bully starts, like you start to feel shame because shame envelops you. It's like your shoulders go down, yep. your head, your voice hurts lower, you know, and you, it's like, mm, not today, bully. Not today. And I tell people in the book, put put this up in a mirror. Do this in the mirror. And yeah, at first you're going to go, not today, bully, not today. You know, you're going to mumble. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to, eventually you're going to be like, not today, bully, not today. Like, just for today, I do not want to listen to you. I do not want you to, to change the way I feel about me. And I have people all over the world sending me videos because I ask them to tag me in a video. Not today, bully. Not today. I have a mom and a daughter that did it. It was the coolest thing ever. So that's my goal is to change the world. Like a rhythm of what I call NES, not enough syndrome, because we are enough just the way we are. And that's what we have to accept to recognize our value yeah. and want to grow because we want to grow, not because other people don't think we're enough the way we are. Oh, it's such it's so powerful. Like right? as you're saying that, I'm getting goosebumps, Yay! and I'm like, it's just it's right on. It, yeah. it is exactly I think what people need to hear, and it, it is something that you know I've had times when businesses were going great. I've had times when businesses were going bad, and it is this weird sort of 
dark cloud or this element that comes out of nowhere and being able to recognize that and be like, I didn't say not today because we hadn't met yet, <laughs> right. but I know now. Now, yeah, next time it head, happens, I'm like- You got like, the head twirl uh -uh, going. Mm -hmm. The finger snap, mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> That's it, move along. Um, but it is something that I think is, is natural. And usually what happens, what I've seen is when this happens, a lot of times people aren't, they're, they're maybe alone or they're, they're not, they don't wanna go out and talk about, here's how I'm failing in life or here's something that isn't working. Mm -hmm. and, and what happens is instead of, you know, letting it out in the open or, you know, getting, you know, if they'd read your book, they would know right. what to do. But if they didn't, it, it's tough and they struggle with it. And yeah. it is so critical to be able to understand that, you know, you are enough and it's okay when you win and it's okay when you lose. And it doesn't reflect, you know, on you. It's just, you get up and it's a learning experience and you try again. Yeah. And make next. Yeah. Next. <laughs> and most of the people who are, you know, the best at what they do, when you talk to them, they're like, oh, I fail all the time. And they just gotten past, I don't care about failing. Mm -hmm. And when I fail, I learn and keep moving and keep going forward. And like I said, we don't say fail. We just say, we, you know, we use different words because I do believe that oh, that's, that word, that's good. It, it subconsciously does trigger doubt and shame, right? Because the word fail itself, like, it's heavy. And I that's why if my kids, I'm like, mm -mm, that's a four-letter F word and you are not allowed to use it. Mm. Now, like we, I have lots of things that have not gone as planned. I mean, lots of things. And that's why when I look at it, I go, Ooh, that did not go as planned. Now, what am I going to do to change yep. it? You know, and I do my live streams every day. People know, cause I'll tell them on screen go, I had a really bad day. Let me just tell you what happened. And this is how I moved out of it because I, you know, it's not that the, uh, I may be writing the books, but it's not like I never get a bully hanging out going, Vicki, you ain't gonna finish this project. You know, <laughs> you are, you know, you are, that you have to hire a new design team, you have to do this and you, and it's like, you know, plus my kid's in the hospital and this happens and that, it's like, yeah, you know, and so, and I go, not today, not today. Even if you just have to give your mind a break for a minute, because like I said, if you think about it, fear, doubt, and shame are the big three. Yeah. They are the ones that capitalize your emotions. And once you can recognize those three, it's mm -hmm. easy to get rid of some of the others, like anger and resentment. You know, yeah. shame creates resentment. And and when you read the book, you'll see that there's a lot of family members. And that one of the things I would love to tell you about is the twins, though, cockiness and confidence. They're twin brothers. Uh, tell me all about them. Yes, they, let's do it. They are twin brothers, right? And so confidence, they're like I said, they're identical twins until you start looking at the way they act, right? We know cockiness is a bully. Cockiness is, is insecurity in disguise, mm -hmm. right? And co confidence doesn't need everybody to believe him. He wants them to, sure. I mean, because that's who we are. But his best friend is Corporal Courage. It's Captain Confidence and Corporal Courage. So, <laughs> um, but that we just have to, we have to keep moving through and not worry about people. Sometimes they're going to accuse him of being cocky, right? Mm -hmm. they, but confidence doesn't get defensive about that. Yeah. Confidence just shows you. And when you recognize, because you have to understand when cockiness takes over. Because some people say, you know, fake it till you make it. Hey, I'm, I, I agree. You can put your best foot forward. But cockiness is never the answer. You know, yeah. he, he's not the answer. I love the analogy of them being identical twins because they are very close. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't really, you know, it, it, it takes watching actions mm -hmm. before you start to tell which one is it. Bingo. It, it really is true. Like mm -hmm. they look, they would appear similar at the beginning, mm -hmm. but once you actually watch a little bit closer, you realize which one it is. The trained eye, and you're like, mm, 
Yeah, and you can much. you can <laughs> tell exactly which one it is as you're as you're paying attention. And you look at kids and and young entrepreneurs who are following cockiness, yeah. not confidence. Oh, you know, yes, <laughs> and that's where people get in trouble. I would agree a hundred percent. I'm so in in you have what's called I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, and you're gonna probably correct me. The Fitchipelago. Fitchipelago. Fitchipelago mm-hmm. map. Yes. Okay, so walk us through what this is, because I've seen the map. You can Google it, look it up. It's, uh, I'm guessing it's some of the books. Yes. Okay. There's, there's a map in the front of every one of the books. And then you have, um, like, if you're on my newsletter list, we, ha- we sent out the colorized one this week. But the map okay, is yes. in the front of each so book. So walk us through, for someone that hasn't seen this yet, mm-hmm. what is this and what's the process behind this? Okay, I'm going to give you guys a sneak thing that only my regular followers know. When I drew this map, so I'm gonna this picture. This is actually me in the middle, Success Island. Okay. Because I always do. I was in my broadcast with a little chow symbol. So all of that was designed when I just started. Kind of, I was actually just creating some pieces for the island because Success Island is in the middle of Fitchpelago. And it, one of the arms, my illustrator Jay Mackey, who's probably on that broadcast that you know watching and participating because he's he's phenomenal he also did the covers for a victable in your head um he created this this little arm thing called reassurance reef right and so we have these pieces of difficulty trials and tribulations and we have these places of triumph and so i just started expanding and i was like you know um hope island and and what's going on there and there's um there's profit in the pain peninsula one of the books is called profit in the pain and um, audience of one arena and Christian Printer Cove is over there. And then um, when you you got the Hope Hilo that can you know take you to any of the islands, and um, you have Fitch Lap Island. Now, for any of your followers, <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys that um, you know I'm a Christian. I don't swear, and that's one of the things. But it's that edgy thing, right? And a Fitch Slap though is a public service. It only comes out when necessary. Okay. It's always done in love, and it's used to redirect the course of someone who's gone astray. So if somebody says to you, Brian, I'm not good enough, you give them a bitch slap and say, you are enough just the way you are. So it's it's done to redirect them, not to ridicule or, you know, be it's all it's all done in love. It's all to help recognize your value. And so but we do have eviction aisle, which is behind Fitch Slap Island. You know, Fitch Slap Island has um, haters gonna hate habitat because mm-hmm. we know we all got some haters, right? Whether it's your family, your friends, your neighbors, it doesn't matter. We all have some people that that have things to say that aren't so you know endearing to us, yeah, perhaps, yeah. right? That kind of invoke those bullies. Um, and then we have quit your fitching cave, right? Which is you know the complainers because we got the complainers. Yep. You know people whine and complain and. Don't you feel exhausted when you're around them? You know, yep. so that's why we have to put them over on Fitch Slap Island. We have to get them <laughs> off of Success Island. And then there's Nuff Nation. And like I said, I could go on and on. So, um, you know, in book number three, though, you get a new map. You, got, oh, you have a new island. Oh. You have Llama Drama Island in book number three. I just, I, I think <laughs> this is so creative at the way you've put this together because so many of the elements as you're talking about that, I'm like, yes, that's true. Yep, that's exactly right. Y'all like, yep, that's uh, it's what you need to do with the naysayers um, or people. There'll always be critics, um, but the truth is, you're on your path, and and you need to focus on where you're headed. And yeah, who cares? What? Oh, and bye.
like? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's the Eviction Express that takes them there. Right here's the Eviction Express. It'll take them over to Bitch Slap <laughs> Island or Bully, you know, over to Eviction Isle or in Bully Bay. You can drop them off. It doesn't matter. You guys just go hang out. When you're yeah. done, when you're done whining and complaining, there's a bridge. You can get back to Success Island. You just have to work at it. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's been amazing to see the times in my life where, you know, sometimes there's people or, uh, individuals I've been working with or just in life in general and you realize, man, this isn't right. There's something here that you know you start to realize and it's tough a lot of times to be able to step away from something you're like, no, but I need to be there or there's another reason why. But if it you know has a negative effect on your life and it's just I, every time I've done it, I'm like, why didn't I do this sooner? Mm -hmm. um, and, we get stuck because yeah. we think. We have to stay there. And the fact is when you when you let the Headspace heroes take over, you know, um, and we only talked about a couple of them, but really they're, you know, confidence and courage, faith, hope, love, those guys, those are all, you know, those are all supportive things. We need to recognize our internal value. And when we start letting the Headspace heroes say, huh, I don't think I, that's, they're calling me names and that's, that's not okay. And, but instead of, and this is another key part, which I know I'm, so sorry, we've, there's so many topics Oh, yeah, do here, it. Right? Let's go. That what people are missing is empathy. It's what's struggling with the bullying that's going on in schools. Why, you know, that Mr. Cocky is, is rude and unsympathetic to other people is because we're missing empathy. And in um, Evictable in Your Head, I talk about how we need to peek behind the curtain because everybody's struggling. People are hurting in one way or another. And, and it's so, it's, it's just sad that our our instinct when someone insults us or says something it's wow right yeah. we either withdraw or we attack when my philosophy is we go i go oh really like i and i really wonder what's going on what's, where's this coming from happy confident people don't wake up trying to hurt people they don't yeah. wake up you know and you're ugly and i hate you and i call this one chapter in one of the books troll patrol you know on on live streaming you get trolls all the time and mm -hmm. i was like oh you know um i was like and I have this one, and Jeremy is probably watching right now. Jeremy was a troll. And I did my same thing where I'm a little sarcastic with them if they keep going at it. And I'll say, oh, I'm so sorry. You're so lonely. But if we'll do a swing, come on back and pretend. Oh. We'll pretend that didn't happen because I don't really care. I know something's troubling you. And that's why, because who comes into someone's house or, you know, which you, your live stream is your house yeah. and attacks you when your friends are around? It's like, that's just silly. Yeah. But so he is now an avid supporter. He's on everything. He shares out all my content, and he'll actually troll the trolls that come in now. So, oh, I love right? it. We call it a troll conversion. Yeah. So it's I just, right? Because we look behind the curtain and say, At hey, what's there? Yeah, like, what's uh, that's so true, right? right? They, they, everyone has their own story. They have their own things going on. Um, and a lot of times what you get, especially on social media, is you know, the quick knee-jerk reactions or here's my opinion. And, and I think a lot of times when you stop to be able to, to you know, see and understand, I think it's really understanding mm -hmm. behind what's going on in that person's life. And it takes empathy to get there, it does. right? And understanding is a headspace. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love <laughs> it. Well, let's do this. We're, you know, we're, we're getting close to kind of the end of the podcast, but is there any you know, final parting words or wisdom that you would give. I mean, there's so much that you have in this book, but, you know, in your life and, you know, having gone through this process of writing 12 books in 12 months, that is you're, you're like, man, this is it. This is what the, the number one lesson I've learned or the number one thing that I would want to share with other people in business and in life. 
Well, I guess I'm going to go back to the same, the you are enough global initiative, right? Is that whether you're in business, whether it's your family, because let's face it, you know, I know you're about to become a dad. Congratulations, Yeah, that's it. Like the right? countdown is on. Well, as a new parent, I can tell you when I had my kids, we don't always feel like we're enough. Like, what am I doing wrong? Why? What's that? You know, we feel overwhelmed. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter if it's business or life or um, whatever projects you've got going on that you have to remember you are enough just the way you are. You want, you should want to grow because that's part of life is trying to grow and become better, but it's because we want to. So set your goals, shoot for the cruise ship. Do not shoot for the rowboats. You'll hit some rowboats, but shoot for the cruise ship or you're never going to get there. If you always think it's outside of, of your abilities, then you will never get there. But shoot for the cruise ship, recognize your internal value. Remember that your outside circumstances have nothing to do with who you are as a person. If you filed bankruptcy, if you lost a bit, it doesn't change who you are. I mean, it, you are who you are. Continue growing and becoming the best version of yourself and, and spread that to other people. You know, evict the bullies, engage the headspace heroes, and rock that dream. Oh, Vicky, such wonderful advice. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited because as soon as we end this podcast, we're going to try on costumes. Yeah! <laughs> Superhero <Get> costumes. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for listening uh, and hanging with us today. And we will catch you on the next episode. Yes. We, 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 ciao. Yes. Yeah, ciao. As ah. I, say, I always say, dream it, believe it, achieve it. Ciao. 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 <laughs> thank you for listening to the Duke of Digital podcast with Brian Meert. Want to network with other business owners? Join our exclusive group at facebook.com slash groups slash Duke of Digital. Fancy the Duke? Leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app and you could be mentioned on the show. The Duke of Digital was produced by Advertise Mint and recorded in Hollywood, California. All rights reserved.